Let's get busy. Everybody's favourite podcast intro of the week on the Matt and Jerry podcast. It is. <clears throat> Show me what you got. Mondays. You heard the Show me what you got. Show me what you got. I want to see what you got. Oh boy. Time to go, Morty. So I've got something which is Rick and Morty related. Oh. Rick and Morty related. Now, do you remember back in the day, Jeremy, you'll remember this, um, Anastasia and Mash, you probably won't, but I used to have a TV show called Pooh Man and Wheeze, and this is a theme to it. So Pooh Man and Weez, which were a superhero duo, where Weez um, would pee on people and Pooh Man would poo on people, and that's how they fought crime. It was a very successful show. It was in terms of getting BSA complaints, mainly, especially the Scat Woman episode. Jesus. Because um, Pooh Man's pooing all over this um, woman, uh, this villain, and um, she's impervious for it. She just starts rubbing it on herself because she loves it because she's scat woman. She's into the golden shower. Yeah, yeah. No, she's not into the golden shower. That's the point, man. Oh, and then, sorry. And then, and then Pooh Man goes, hose her down, Wiz. And, and there's also at the episode. It's a great idea. There's a, an episode where um, Basil Toilet Fox um, tricks them with laxatives. <laughs> and, and, and Is it Basil it, Toilet Fox or Basil Toilet Brush? There's, there's both. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Basil Toilet Brush. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, there was a fox one as well. I'm thinking of something else. Now, Basil Toilet Brush, mm-hmm. who was a fox, he he tricks them by placing some laxative-filled chocolates in a, an abandoned box factory. And then when he comes in there, Pooh can't control his super, Pooh Man can't control his superpower, and it's just going everywhere. And and Wheeze has to plug his bum using his use your cork, Wheeze. And Wheeze has to save the day by plugging. Mm-hmm. Pooh Man's cock with us, with, uh, with Pooh Man's ass with his cock. Right. You know. And it was very successful, Pooh Man and Wheeze, um, as I say, with BSA complaints mainly and fines and stuff. But I don't see why. Last night I was watching Rick and Morty, and then who should appear as a new character on Rick and Morty? Walking away from something. Rick, why is there a man shooting piss on our front lawn? I'm sure he'll tell you. I am Piss Master! It starts with the Piss Master in the writer's room that's just exploring, like, uh, piss to see you. Yeah, see, like, so... You feel ripped off right now, I suppose. Dan Harmon, in the writer's room, he's come up with Piss Master. Mm. And that is a new superhero character, and it's the whole arc of the show as the Piss Master turns up, and he... Pisses on the windows of the outside of um, the Smith house, but then he says he wants to piss on the daughter, and so the father gets angry and goes and beats the shit out of him, becomes a, a hero, and then Pissmaster goes into this massive depression. It's a great episode anyway, but then I was just thinking, did you guys come up with that, or were you, mm. were you just big, were you just massive Poo Man and Wee fans? Do you think they've been looking on YouTube and they've seen Poo Man and Wee's? No, because Poo Man and Wee's, I was trying to find some Poo Man and Wee's, yeah. has been taken off YouTube. What? Yeah, it's too offensive. Has I wonder it? why. Use your cock, wheeze. And for the longest time, it was on there. Mm, it was there for a so while. They decided enough people have, have been sullied mm. by it that yeah. they'll take it off. And 
So what yeah. was the the lyrics to that theme? Is it may they may look gay, but they're not queer. They may look gay, but they're not queer. Yeah, no value judgment there at all. They're, they're, they would be fine for them to be gay. I think every maybe every theme song should have that kind of line at the end of it, just to make sure that everyone knows. <laughs> they may look gay, but they're not queer. In other words, they're not unusual. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. There was just looking for a rhyme there. So you went with... They was trying to rhyme with beware. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up with queer. Poo man and wheeze. When you see his asshole, bad guys beware. You know, so it's... It, I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. It doesn't get much... Be- who was singing that? Because uh, it's a great vocal performance. Lani Perkis. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, over a great guitar line by me. Was that a bit of an at-home jobby that you whipped it up? Uh, I did actually. I, I recorded this in my front lounge. Actually, this is just me playing guitar into a, a, a very small digi- digital recording setup. So it sounds pretty good. I played the drums as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's quite a good riff actually. I reckon that the Rick and Morty thing, like the Piss Master, like wouldn't you just wouldn't you go with Piss Man? I think why the, piss master? I think it's some. It's funny for some reason to be called the piss master. The piss master, because because there's this, there's been a lot of these weird superheroes through space that have been coming after Rick Sanchez throughout Rick and Morty lately. So he was just getting sick of them. He's just seeing them all, all all turning up, and he sort of sees a therapist to go. Do you have to retaliate to all of them? Can't, if you keep retaliating when these sort of superheroes turn up to fight you from across the ground, you're just encouraging them. Mm. So he tries not to engage with Pissmaster. He's like, this is the one I'm not... And he's, so Pissmaster's just pissing all on the, <laughs> on the windows where they're trying to have dinner and just really annoying him. Till, Until he pisses on his daughter. Till, no, he, he threatens to. He goes, I wouldn't mind pissing on her. Right. And, um, and then the That's father the said, no, That's the line. So I just... I, I, I don't know. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ear on the side of um, coincidence. Coincidence. Yeah, because I just think that Pooh Man and Weez has been so erased from all history, not just <laughs> intentionally, just just been absolutely erased from history. You know. Um, I've got a pop quiz to offer this morning. Oh, pop quiz for Matt. You're going to know the answer to this pop quiz, but I'd like to test the general knowledge, the musical general knowledge of our. Younger contributors, Anastasia and Mesh. Not going to go well. Please. Mm-hmm. Anastasia and Mesh. Yeah, I'm ready. Yes. Um, obviously topical with, with Billy Joel currently being in the country. This performing is a topical on Saturday night. This is a topical quiz. Oh, topical quiz. Yep. Matt will know the answer to this, so there's no point in asking him. Okay. Three Billy Joel songs that made the top... 10 billboard charts. We didn't start the fire. Oh, wait. Piano, oh, man. Oh, Piano Man. Piano Man, up Tango. There's three. Piano Man. Wait, did one of those Piano is Man? Oh, no, he said that. Who said Piano Man? Said I did, that. is that not it? No. Oh. Tell her about it, Uptown Girl. We didn't start the fire. Uptown Girl, yes. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire yeah. was number one Tell for her about two it. weeks in 1989. Tell her about it was number one in 1983 nice. for one week. But Piano Man... Interestingly, only ever got to number dun, 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 25. Wow. wow. Because 25, because that was the big hit, really, of the night. Yeah. That, but yet it only got to 25. Yeah. That was that was the song I was talking about on the FM broadcast about how 
they stopped it down and the whole crowd sung along for about a minute and then so perfectly that when they came back in the band you could do a drum solo in it bum bum ba bum 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 and hit back exactly into time with the song the crowd just sung it perfectly and kept in time yeah you your favorite matt uh pressure mm. yeah got to 20. Did it? we don't even yeah. have that in our system pressure. no radio station plays pressure Pressure. I see. Crazy, it's not a song. I've it? got to say, it's not a song that I knew. 1982. It's a good song. When I loaded that up. Tell her about it. Interestingly, Billy didn't play on Saturday night, and he famously is not a fan of that song. He hates that song. He hates that song. He doesn't even want to hear that song ever again. It's a bit cheesy. And well, I always thought it was quite a good like, song. Dare her about like come on. He you know? that's well interestingly you know he said I mean? it was a takeoff it's song. Like, why does it why does it feel like I, I have to do this cringe dance to it? That's exactly what he said in the interview. He he reckoned it was a takeoff song of some artist at the time and he said it was a joke and in the end it went to number one. And he goes, Oh no, this has gone to number one. I mean, I'm gonna to have to sing this all the time and he thought, you know what? I'm not going to. Wow, that's interesting because you wouldn't you say, Oh right, but I would have felt like I really enjoyed the concert, but a lot of his songs are quite humiliating now. Like, oh, like yeah. Some of the lyrics are really humiliating. I may just be the lunatic you're looking for. Turn out the lights. You know, that song's yeah. kind of got humiliating lyrics. I know you're a big fan of Allentown. That got to number 17. Did Allentown only go to 17? Yeah, and I was disappointed that I didn't hear Goodnight Saigon. Yeah, right. Because I thought that he could have cranked that up, but I don't see where, I don't even think, that was an album track. Yeah, that right. never charted. I'm looking for it here. See, The Entertainer, that got to 34. Big Shot got to 14. Moving Out got to 17. You May Be Right got to 7. And his other, but I Go to Extremes. See, now I Go to Extremes, 1990. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. You've got to remember that these are always, um, it's not only about his music that he's released, sometimes it's actually about poor timing with other releases. Yeah. So like a bigger album might have been released at the same time and that's why you'll see lesser known ones getting higher than others just due to the time. Yeah, and also songs have lives after they've been released. That is mm. true, Definitely. especially with so things like TikTok and ads, Definitely. like even ads and movies. My Life Got to Three. Oh, yeah. 1978, that's a, that's a great tune. Uh, the River of Dreams got to number three in 93, and Just the Way You Are got to oh. three. Uptown Girl got to three. Just the Way You Are is so cheesy. Just the Way You Are. Should we break here? And we're back with the Matt and Jerry Show Us What You Got Monday. Yeah, Just the Way You Are, as he said so, so, after the end of that song, um, I, and then I divorced her. Yeah. Don't go changing just to please me. I love you just the way you are. Bum, bum, bum. And then I divorced him. Mm -hmm. That was good. Yeah. That was a good line, Matt. Yeah. Has he been married much? Yeah, I think he's been married three, three times. times Thrice. Or, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Thrice. Still married now or is he divorced yeah. his third? No, he's married now. He's, his, his wife was over with him. They went to an Italian restaurant in Auckland. Lovely. And then uh, his, kids, his kids were on the stage with him as well. I think there's a bit of an age gap if she's having like if they've got a three and four year old daughters, oh, I imagine, shit. and he's like seventy something, that there is a bit of an age gap. Yeah, mm. just to be able to fart those babies out, you'd have to be, you know, within biological range to do it. Apparently, he was going to head to the Hickey, Why Hickey? Yeah, and he had a couple of bookings. Oh. People make a lot of bookings, and then he just sort of decides where he wants to go at the time. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. You heard him sound checking. 
Yeah, it was bloody good. I was sitting on my deck in the morning, Excuse and me. he and he played um, some pretty good ones that he didn't play. In the, he, he played uh, a couple of covers. He played "Staying Alive." Oh, really? Yeah, he went into some. I, I guess they were just jamming. The band were just jamming out. Well, here's a question for you because you used to play and sound check and all that sort of stuff. If you were playing, say, "Tell Her About It," and you'd written it in 1978. Uh, would you still want to be playing that at Soundcheck uh, or would you play other songs at Soundcheck when you yeah. turned up and played them or would you play your hits that you've played thousands and thousands of times? Well, there was an interesting thing because I heard him on the mic because you could hear him on the mic and he was going, I want to do something New Zealand. I want, I, want, I, want to do, I want to do something New Zealand. I wish I knew some, some Kiwi songs. And he goes, I'll make one up. And he goes, twinkle, twinkle, little star, I love this country. It's great to be here. And he's like, is that good enough? Is that good enough? And, and someone's like, no. He goes, no, it's not good enough, is it? We don't have time. We don't have time. And then they went on to do some other stuff. So right. he was going to maybe do a New Zealand cover. Because remember when uh, Bruce Springsteen was over here, he did a cover of... Uh, oh. What? Oh, no, I thought... Wait, what's the song that he did a cover of? I oh, know, you just went... Oh, I, I didn't like it. You didn't like his cover of uh, Royals? Yeah. You didn't like it? Oh, you like I love it. the boss, though. Yeah, he didn't really. I think he'd only heard it once and yeah. sort of played it vaguely, but it'd be pretty cool because I know um, Joel Little, who wrote that song, was in a and at the ground watching it and had no. He was just a Bruce Springsteen fan and he had no idea that was going to happen. He was just he was with a couple of friends of mine when when Bruce Springsteen played it and he was like, "That'd be a pretty big moment in your life if the boss covers one of your songs." Do you have to pay for that? Yeah, they have to pay for it. So who writes that down? Well, you have to put in, if you do any show, even low-level shows, you have to fill out an app perform of the all the songs you play. Okay. You have to f- fill out a list and you send it into the Australian, Australasian Performance Recording okay. Association and then they allocate funds from that. Because I, I was thinking when, you know, because on Saturday Night, Billy Joel did a Rolling Stone song. Yeah, he did Star Me Up. up. And, that, and just watching Billy Joel move around at 73... How old is Mick Jagger? Because man, that guy can still. That guy's moving really, really smoothly. I think Mick Jagger's eighty. I think he's older, isn't he? Definitely yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, definitely over. He's a slightly earlier yeah. generation. Mick Jagger age. I think you're right. Is he eighty? Seventy nine. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, he's he's moving really well. He's very thin, mm. Mick Jagger. Uh, and it's not like he's led a clean living life though, Mick Jagger. No, but it's didn't he change in the in the eighties? Yeah, yeah. He, go, he he went loose and then he sort of tidied things up. Yeah, he tidied things up in his in his late thirties. Yeah, he tidied things up, old um older old Mick Jagger. Uh, unlike uh, bloody yeah, Keith Richards. Although Keith Richards is still getting around the stage, looking pretty good. I think I think a good a key thing to do for longevity is not get too fat. I think I think that makes things difficult and to stay active. Mick Jagger's doing three things. Yoga, keto, and being sober. Is he? Ah, yoga, keto, and being sober. Mm. I've just been listening to a podcast about keto, not for losing weight, but for mental health. So there's this um, oh. scientist who who prescribes people keto, and it just because it lowers the blood sugar. A lot of these mental problems that people oh, have no and, and a lot of anxiety comes from all the shit that's getting in our system mm. so he he prescribes people that have really had trouble with major mental health issues and he uh, just gets them on a keto diet and it tends to sort shit out oh uh, yeah mm. doesn't surprise me actually that because i was thinking a couple of weekends ago you know when you eat good food you just feel better yeah and sometimes it takes a little bit more effort yeah sometimes it's not what you want 
Yeah. You think I want some sugary, fatty crap right now? Yeah. But then, and then you eat the sugary, fatty crap, but it didn't, doesn't quite fulfill you. Or it does fulfill you at the time, but then later on, you it slows you down, and it, and it slows your brain down, and yeah. and there's a lot about it. And and when people are more active, they generally feel better. Yeah. Whereas if you're eating terrible food all the time uh, and and horrible processed food all the time, then it's really slows you down. There was another podcast I was listening to on nutrition and this scientist was saying that there's actually no evidence when you investigate it that red meat is actually bad for you. For the longest time we've been told that red meat is terrible for you. But that's because it's very hard when you're studying nutrition to isolate it to just to one thing. So if you study people that eat a lot of red meat, they might have bad health outcomes, but often it's because those people are the exact same people that are drinking more, smoking more, eating more. They're more of a full-on risk-taking sort of person yeah. as opposed to, say, if you did a study on people that eat a lot of salad, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be making a whole lot of other life choices that are more that are more healthy. So you can't isolate it. And so he was saying, actually, when you look at red meat, it's actually got nothing but good stuff in it. It's mm. got a lot of protein and it's got a lot of iron. It's got a lot of... Um, creatine, it's got a lot of the stuff that we really need. A lot plus, of flavour. Plus we were evolved to eat it. So there's actually, you can't actually really put your finger on whether it's actually damaging people or it's just the lifestyle of those people that eat it. Is it the way that you cook it? Is it burning the shit out of it on a barbecue is not good for you? But we've been burning the shit out of meat for a long time, mm. humans, haven't we? Like at least uh, 300,000 years we've been hiffing it on a fire, haven't we? Yeah. Because we're designed to digest it from being cooked. You know, we're not like a tiger that needs to eat it raw or a dog. We need to eat it cooked, don't we? So we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Mm, just breaks down, you know, makes it easier for us to digest. Just so good with the layer of charcoal on the outside of oh, it. It's so this, good. This is the thing. It tastes so good. Yeah. Bit of carbon. But do you know many avid meat eaters, red meat eaters, that don't also go hard in every other aspect of their life? They're not really the type of people that... You if, mean downstairs hard? Huh? Oh, you know, they go, they're quite soft downstairs, but they go hard on other aspects of their life. I'm a virile red meat. Yeah, fucking go hard, drink hard, fucking eat red meat, fucking smoke fucking analog vapes. <laughs> fucking go hard, man. <laughs> go hard, man. But then um, not necessarily because as you get a fatter gut, then it's harder to go hard, you know. But not that uh, red meat leads to that, you know. It's the chips. That's the, the fucking mm. chips. It's the fucking chips. The fucking chips. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. All right then. All right then. Okay then. All right then. Okay, okay then. All right. All right. Okay. Bye bye. All right. All right. All right. Love All you. Right. Okay. Love you. Bye. 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 bye.